The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. It's November 15th, 2017, and we're going to talk about the SmackDown Live Go Home Show for Survivor Series coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network. With me, Mr. Raj Giri and Dennis Farrell. How's it going, guys? Good, man. How are you? Doing well, man. Interesting SmackDown last night. Opened up with uh, Shane addressing the troops backstage. Kind of a different different setup than they've done in the past. What did you think of that, Raj? Is it a pep talk? I like the idea of it. I thought it was... I thought the scripting of that was really bad. But uh, other than that, I thought—I mean, that was the low point of the show for me. I thought everything else on the show was great. Um, but yeah, just, you know, when they, the, the promos that Baron Corbin and, and uh, you know, cut, it, it just sounded so scripted and, and unnatural. But, you know, I like the idea of it, but just the scripting I thought was pretty bad. Yeah, what'd you think, Dennis? I'm kind of with Raj on this one. If they would have just left it with Shane talking, I think that would have been perfect but you went over the top and you gave the mic to the one guy that probably shouldn't need it at this point. Uh, you know, the new day was okay. It didn't add anything to the promo, but it was good. I liked the shakeup in how they did that. I thought yeah. Becky Lynch was kind of corny there too. Yes. <laughs> well, because they've had her in this whole thing. I mean, it's not, it's not really, they don't, they're not giving her baby face material since the attack backstage with all of this. It's, um, strange you know it's out of character for her yeah i I think again it was just what she was scripted to say just sounded just really corny Um, baby faces don't talk about breaking arms typically yeah and and then when everyone's like yeah yeah with you know with these (laughs) lame lines i don't know but again uh it's nitpicking because other than that i thought the show was really good i know It, it was strong it just was an interesting note to lead off on it. And what's funny about it is that clearly production, I don't know if it was Vince or Road Dog, but they cared enough about this that they shot it backstage. They were like, we can't do this in the ring, guys. We need to do this. Multiple well, takes, produce it. Yeah, that's probably all for the best. <laughs> oh, Baron Corbin on a live mic. You know, what could possibly go wrong? Bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we went from that to another ring segment uh or to a ring segment rather another talking segment with uh daniel bryan coming out to the ring and bringing out aj styles doing a little riff on paul Heyman there kind of setting up the fight between brock and aj for sunday dennis who wins it's brock i i think aj looks good there has to be some sort of interference right there's no way they're gonna let one go over the other but i i can't believe that it's it's not going to be Brock Lesnar, if there's a straight-up winner. Mm. Raj, your pick? Uh, yeah, I th- definitely Brock. But I got to say, that Daniel Bryan promo, it made me want to see Daniel Bryan against Brock. And, <laughs> you know, and he, he did the best job, I think, I've ever heard of being able to convince some, you know, convince somebody that, you know, uh, that – I, th- I think he did a better job than anyone could have to convince people that AJ can beat Brock and, you know, bringing up Brock's weaknesses and quitting. That was the best anti Brock promo I've heard since Brock's been back in WWE. I mean, Daniel Bryan, uh, he was on fire. AJ Styles promo was there. Um, I think Daniel Bryan completely uh, overshadowed him uh, when it came to the promo department, but man, that was an awesome promo by Daniel Bryan. Daniel's, proves he's still one of the best in this business yeah you know i feel like it went five or six minutes too long when you gave aj the mic but other than that it was all right i thought i thought i thought daniel bryan brought enough reality to it that you you believe what he said it didn't sound scripted it you know it's it it's kind of like an old school mick foley promo almost where you, you bring in enough reality that it it just seems real and uh i thought brian was awesome there 
But my only issue is, if you're going to have Daniel Bryant act as his advocate, which started out the promo, you should have just had AJ Styles be quiet. That's kind of how the advocate works. And mm. it seemed like it was counterproductive there. Well, I think I like the the aspect that AJ took his shot at Brock never talking. But I did think it did completely overshadow AJ. Like, I, I'm already forgetting what AJ said. Something like it's not a Rocky movie. It's his production or something like that. Um, but I, I thought this was good. I thought it did as good a job to make fans believe that AJ can beat Brock. What do you think, Glenn? Who do you think wins that? Oh, I mean, but here's the thing. If we start going on the, oh, Brock's got to win, guys. Brock's got to win. I mean, then isn't that sort of the mind games that Vince McMahon likes to play, that booking likes to play, is that it's such a foregone conclusion that maybe we're going to get something different, you know? I think usually when it's a foregone conclusion, it is. And, I know. Uh, it's, a, the, it's the unfortunate part of this business. Yeah. I mean, Goldberg and Brock last year, the only reason it, yeah. it wasn't was because they signed on Brock, you know, Goldberg for more dates, and then they shifted the inevitable. But um, yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I, with the Brock match, you know, the Samoa Joe thing, I think we all felt a little burned by because that was such a good match. It seemed so credible that Samoa Joe could win, and he didn't. Rug was pulled out from under us. I don't agree. I think it, really? Brock should have won that match. Um, I thought oh, Braun Brock. was different. I thought Braun, yeah, Braun you could have oh you could have done a title change and then changed it back. But, you know, again, sw- switching the titles too much, if the plan is for Brock uh, – to lose at WrestleMania and keep him strong until then, then yeah. having you know having him lose ultimately, uh, I don't know if it does really much harm in today's day and age, but it's probably a little better to not. And nothing have is on the line with this. I mean, yeah, nothing is on the line. So I don't know. I mean, it it would be a huge upset. It'd be a huge surprise. What are the other moments that we're going to have at Survivor Series? So, I mean, we'll walk through the card. But if you think about it, lately they've been doing okay. We want one. The one big moment, the one big surprise, the one big swerve. Could this be it? I mean, I don't think Raw versus SmackDown, you know, that that's just going to be a great match, the five-on-five five match. Um, with the women's match, I'm assuming Natalia gets added as a fifth member. Maybe this could be the huge... Uh, I mean, have they really been doing surprises at the pay-per-views? They've done well, it before. Well, look at what happened at the end of uh, the last... Uh, the end of Hell in a Cell with... Uh, the way Sammy's, you know, Sammy's, Sammy's yeah but that's not I, I didn't think that was like a huge deal um yeah it, it was something but I mean just anyway. not to make it predictable or else why do we tune into these things because we... I think the rest of the card is not predictable yeah um I don't know I mean I, I just want to I want to be surprised I want to see something and that and that's the danger I think of with them doing all this uh changing the booking in the days leading up to the show is that the, you know, those are the surprises. The surprise is like, here's what you're going to get instead as opposed to what happens during the match. I'm just saying that uh, like a spirit of unpredictability with this, which is funny to say about professional wrestling. Hey, um, like I said, I think, I think there is a lot, there's going to be a lot of that. I mean, cause these matches are kind of hard to call outside of, outside of Brock and AJ. Um, I think yeah, the fantasy rest warfare of the card just got real, man. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. when you've got Baron Corbin facing the Miz, I mean, Given this way at Survivor Series, this, this should be headlining mania. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the state of the. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey, the Miz is uh, Miz is fine as Intercontinental Champ, but this uh, is fantastic. But the Miz is is sometimes only as good as who you put him up against. I yeah. mean, and the Miz is great as a promo. I'm talking about in the ring. I'm talking about his feuds. He needs a dance partner. It can't just be all the Miz. You know. Yeah, but who who do you put in that? Well, I guess there's other people you could put in that spot, but. Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, oh man, could you imagine if it was Bobby Roode or something like that? You know, you had someone with a little more swagger, a little more charisma. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Roode's been kind of disappointing to me on the the main card. He's been a non-entity. And and just the Miz, there's no one really where you're like, oh, that's a match I got to see. You know, because he's great until you get in the ring, and then in the ring he can be fine, but usually it's it's kind of forgettable. Hmm. Well, well, we'll see how it goes on Sunday. It's going to be a heck of a pay-per-view. It's stacked. It's good. I think this is the problem, though, is that with TLC, they did all the last-minute booking changes. It was really good. We, We felt like the momentum was there. We were all surprised by how that played out. In this case, they've built it up so much now. Now it has to deliver on these expectations. 
Yeah. Someone's pointing out that Brock is two and five at Survivor Series. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Stranger things have happened. Um, okay, so we had Jinder and AJ backstage. We set up the match for New Day versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens last night. And uh, before that, we had the United States title match, Sankara versus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin retaining. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, Raj, what did you th- what did you think of this? Did it do anyone any favors? Eh, it's it's something. Um, it was it was short. Uh, I, I, hopefully, that ends the feud. Um, you know, they just needed something between to just kill time, and I guess Sinkar is as good as anybody if you're not wanting to do a a title change or anything. So, yeah, yeah. If if that's the blow off, I'm I'm happy. I. I wish they would have done more of sending a message to the Miz in this match, or at least afterwards. Oh, yeah. There, there was there was nothing there. There was no payoff. I was uh, essentially, and I hate to say it like this, but I was kind of left with storyline blue balls at the end of this match. I, there, it was over. He walked away. There was just nothing for the Miz. There was nothing for Sin Cara. I, I it, it shouldn't have been there. It was just a time waster, as Raj said. Yeah, I just think when Sin is in a feud, it really uh, tells you where that feud is at, where that match is at. And yeah. I just think for Baron Corbin, Baron needs to be elevated, not working with someone that's on his level. Yeah, the week after beating AJ clean, he's put in a feud with Sin Cara. So it, yeah. it's like blows off any momentum he had. We got a lot of questions today in the comments in the chat. So we'll try oh, to nice. get to we'll try to yeah. get to a lot of those. So I thought this was an early uh, high point of the night was the little friction that were setting up between Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon backstage. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting and intriguing. I mean, a lot of people think that Daniel Bryan's coming back. He's been talking a lot about returning. Uh, he said that he only thinks it's a 20% chance that, that WWE will clear him, but he's got an 85% chance that he's wrestling again. Um, so you got to wonder. Um, Sunday you know, night. Bobby Roode gets attacked backstage. Daniel Bryan has to. I, I, that would be a I, that would be a waste to, <laughs> to have his return unadvertised. Um, but doing an angle at Survivor Series, you know, if if he were cleared to return, he, Daniel Bryan wouldn't say it. You know, he's not oh, going to yeah. blow that. I don't think he is. But uh, I don't know. It's just been so unpredictable lately that you just never know. But they are they're clearly teasing something. I don't know if that. They're teasing Daniel Bryan leaving SmackDown or just some sort of WrestleMania match where Daniel Bryan, you know, has a, you know, is in someone's corner against Shane. I don't know. But um, clearly teasing something. Yeah. They'll just, have, they'll just like wrap his head like a television in layers of bubble wrap and put him out there in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's saying every doctor has cleared him and that, uh, the thing he was originally diagnosed for that ended his career uh, was something that other doctors said was not actually what they thought it was and, and wasn't a big deal. So we'll see. I think he knows he's untouchable uh, at this point with the WWE and he is just shooting in every interview because what does he have to lose? It's like, fine, fire me. I'll do what I want. Well, WWE is sending him on these things. You know, they sent him yeah, to true. WWE night at the, the Devils game. So, yeah. This- this has work written all over it, guys. Uh, you know, in today's day and era where we see someone shoot on an interview like Chris Jericho, you know, that was just all a big setup. And I'm, I'm sitting back because I see this as a big setup. Jacko Bean 14 says Daniel Bryan versus Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. If Daniel Bryan wins, he gets to wrestle again. If he's cleared and he's wrestling again, that would be that would be awesome. I don't know, man. With Shane throwing those stiff punches, I mean, you know what? What could that do for head trauma to Daniel Bryan? Yeah, <laughs> I like that idea, though. If if he were cleared to return, yeah, I think we're going to see him in a ring again. It's just a question if it's WWE's or not. Yeah, he said if one doctor tells him that he shouldn't wrestle again, he won't do it. So that's his eighty-five percent chance he'll wrestle again. That fifteen percent is if one doctor tells him. Uh, he, he shouldn't. But that's that's like a like, segment. He's gonna, be, he's gonna keep saying that on TV. Then they're gonna bring Doctor Phil back there and have him in the ring. Then they'll bring well, Doctor Oz, Doctor Drew. 
dig up Dr. Joyce Brothers, you know? I don't think that's an angle they do on TV. They don't really. Dr. Phil, maybe. But technically, didn't one doctor tell him he can't wrestle the WWE doctor? Yeah, well, and there was it was another doctor, um, and that's when he decided to retire. But that since then, that's when he said that that diagnosis was not actually correct. And so I don't know. I don't know if he goes back to them and if they say, you know, there's a misunderstanding or an error. I don't know. Yeah, where's I mean, Doctor Z Pack when you need him? Just you know, <laughs> rub rub some dirt on it and walk it off. You'll be fine. Yeah, trying oh, to get us sued by WWE. <laughs> it's it's that's so weird still that that's a lawsuit because of a damn podcast interview you know i mean granted punk said some at the time explosive allegations well if it's not true uh yeah. the, then the doctor should sue you know because that is uh you know that is damaging but it's clear that wwe is bankrolling this it's clear that it's revenge um so that that mm-hmm. aspect's very petty um oh definitely Definitely. Um, but so suing Colt Cabana, yeah. that's the <laughs> best, you know, that's just crazy. Uh, do you think Vince realizes that, that Colt was actually in the WWE? That, that he, like, has that recollection that it's, like, the same guy? I'm sure he does. Um, I doubt he remembers Colt segments, but, uh, yeah. What was his uh, name? Stor- Sterling S- Goldman or something oh, like Scotty that? Goldman, Scotty Goldman. Scotty Goldman. Yeah. Going like the most Jewish last name they could give him. Uh, oh man. Okay, so the high point last night for many people, myself included, SmackDown Women's title match: Charlotte Flair versus Natalia. Charlotte winning the SmackDown Women's Championship in her hometown. Ric Flair coming out. It looked like they surprised her with Rick's presence. And interesting footnote: Charlotte now first only woman NXT champion, Divas champion the WWE women's champion back before the brand split, the raw women's champion and the SmackDown women's champion five belts. within She she deserves it. She could be the greatest woman of all time in that company. I mean, she's great. This match was really, really good. Um, There's just something about when they did these matches in front of the NXT crowd, that it felt like a much bigger deal. I feel like, Um, and that crowd heat really took it to another level, but I thought this match was really good. Charlotte looked great. And, um, It'll be interesting to see if they do anything with Natalia at Survivor Series because they left that, they're leaving that spot as a mystery. And a lot of people are thinking it's Paige or Nikki Bella. Yeah, Dennis, what do you think? All right. All right. I'm unhappy. I will be the first to say this. Any other night, any other show, this would have been an amazing moment. But it seems like this Survivor Series card has been a debacle from moment one. You've had all these changes. You've already last week changed Jinder Mahal and AJ Styles. Now you do it again right before the card. It's taking away the special moment. This could have been an amazing moment, whether it's on a pay-per-view or a raw down the line. But this just seemed like another, to me, another wasted opportunity to change this card at the very last second to make it more appealing than you know bliss versus natalia i'm i'm look if this move was made before the aj gender move i would have thought this was amazing but now it's kind of on the back end of everything and it it lost me i wish i was more invested in it but if you i don't know i don't want to say you saw it coming but at the end of it you go all right i, I kind of seen that and it took away the special moment for me I I agree with you to an extent. I do think if they did the AJ title change and Charlotte title change weeks ago, then you could build those matches a lot better because they don't haven't really had any build. Um, but I wouldn't call it a debacle because every change they've made has really been for the better. You know, going from Brock and Jinder, I I'm more interested in that match in some ways just because of what how they would do it and not necessarily in the match itself. Whereas I feel like with Brock and AJ, to me. Brock beats AJ in eight minutes um, is, is what I'm saying and, and fairly clean. Um, but if, if they had started the build weeks ago, same as, you know, Charlotte and Alexa, I thought, I feel like that's a, you know, that's a really good women's uh, women's match uh, in a promotional women's match. But 
every change they've been from moving to that to Brock and AJ and taking John Cena out of that special referee into that Raw versus SmackDown main event, then putting Triple H in, I feel like has made the you know the card way more interesting. Which I I agree one hundred percent, but it just seems like these were moves that were made a little too late. And you know, you bring up the John Cena thing, which confuses me a little bit because if John Cena is this ultimate face and you know, he's now on what I guess SmackDown was portrayed to be the heel team. Mm. There were just some of these moves that just kinda made me go, ah, I kinda get it, but wasn't wasn't, you know, Cena going to Raw a few weeks ago and now he's back. And did I, I miss the explanation of that last night about Cena joining their team? No, that was that's one thing I thought was weird. John Cena is the biggest star on that team, and they didn't do a, a just a video. You know, <laughs> Cena just doing a, a promo on a video, you know, via satellite or taped or whatever, just explaining. He doesn't even have to give much of an explanation. Just being like, "Hey, I wanted to be there." You know, SmackDown invited me. I'm coming in. You know, uh, this. Uh, you know, I'm originally from the Blue Brand. Anything. Um, but they no. should have had. They should have had something because you would forget that John Cena's on that team and he's the biggest star, you know, in that match overall. Biggest star in the company. Biggest yeah. star in all professional wrestling. Exactly, and he's just treated like an afterthought in this match. So it's kind of odd. It is. Uh, their match was good last night. Really good. The thing with Rick, I, I, you know, I thought I I expected that to happen, but I like that Charlotte. If that was a surprise, Charlotte really sold that as a surprise last night. That was a great moment. What's that? With Ric Flair surprising Charlotte. Yeah, that was cool. And you know, Flair, he doesn't look that much different than before his health scare. Yeah. You know, he, he he's looking, you know, I mean, before the health scare, he was still looking old, um, older than he is. But... Um, yeah, he, he he looks. If you didn't know about the health scare and you just saw him, you wouldn't think. Oh, yeah. you wouldn't think anything. So he, he looked good. Cool moment. Um, yeah, I you know some people, a couple of people in the chat are complaining about the ending, about how Charlotte's thrown in a pole, and then you know quickly they kind of went to her winning the match. You know, I think that's. I don't know if they're pressed for time, but that that is true. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more. You know, between that moment and the finish, but that's kind of nitpicking i thought yeah overall it was really good I, i'm curious how they do the booking from here uh going forward i wonder if they're going to protect charlotte in this role uh with her as champ doesn't mean Carm. i mean no momentum about carmella cashing in which makes me think maybe it could happen that we didn't even get a mention of that last night typically when they lampshade something so hard and talk about it it doesn't happen um but i'm wondering if some, i'm almost wondering if uh because alexa isn't as protected i mean i guess the rules don't say that carmella could cash in on alexa after that match um but yeah i, I think with charlotte as the champ the one problem that they had with her on raw is she just becomes such a force that the, the belt never comes off her at that point so it makes her matches kind of uh less interesting yeah they don't really treat the women's division like that though regardless of who's on top you yeah, know, well, they, they did it and it was with Rick. It was with Rick's interference. I mean, didn't it seem like for a good six months there, it was the same thing every pay-per-view? Not really. She defense? was trading with Sasha like four times. No, but before uh, that, remember when she went against Natty, when she went against Becky, the first time against Sasha, it was always the yeah. same thing. Well, Charlotte I think was going to lose and Rick helped her cheat. Yeah, but, you know, I'm one of those that I think it does. It works better when you're not having the champs lose all the time and mm-hmm. switching the belt a lot. So yeah. I think Charlotte should hold it for a while and then uh, lose it when the time is right to the right person. It could be Paige. Um, you know, that Carmella thing you mentioned, that would be interesting if she cashed in on Alexa and moved to Raw and then you had, you know, then Paige comes in on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, you know, that would be, yeah, that would be something different. Yeah, but the fact that you're right that they didn't announce Natalia is joining Team SmackDown as the fifth member does leave it open. It could be no I today. Mean, there's yeah, there's today. They're specifically leaving it as a surprise. So I don't think you do that if it's Natalia. You know, I think the yeah. only reason we wouldn't see a cash in was the money in the bank was a SmackDown pay per view, right? If I'm not mistaken. So yeah. I can't see a SmackDown only pay-per-view in a late, I could see her trying to, you know, maybe you see a debacle where she comes in, both ladies are down and she looks back and forth and maybe the ref's like, you can't do it to her. Sorry. Well, did they ever specifically say that you can't get 
that it's specifically for the SmackDown Women's Championship. I don't you know. know. I like, guess I'm just assuming. Oh Conti- God, continuity are- isn't that yeah. that important? And Vince loves heat and loves surprise. So here's how Vince gets the big heat moment: is she comes in and she pins both of them, and then it's her and Ellsworth carrying two belts to the ring everywhere. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh, people would be so pissed if that happened. Um, kind of want to see that go down. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens Sunday. Could be anyone as the fifth member of Team SmackDown. Uh, maybe Paige. Maybe uh, Nikki, Bella. But, I mean, Natalia really does seem like the most obvious option. So who knows? Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I don't think so. I think in Natalia, yeah. they would have announced it. They would have just said Natalia's in. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with Raj on this one. I don't think it's obvious at all. I, I love the fact that there's quite a mystery here. With the surprises they've been doing, and then to advertise a mystery spot and then have Natalia do it, they could have do something where it's Natalia and then she gets jumped. and That's what happened last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Nikki Bella was jumped, right? Uh, was it Nikki or was it... Yeah, it was Nikki. Yeah, yeah. So you could do like Nikki comes back, jumps Carmella, and you know it's like her revenge from last year. Yeah, I've never seen them rehash storylines in the WWE, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, see, part of me, I mean, but it's not going to be an NXT call. But part of me wants things after War Games, depending on that goes. Got to love for it to be like Ember Moon or something, just to see Ember Moon and Oscar face off again. It's part of that five and five, but I don't think they're nearly that invested in an NXT call up at this point. Um, speaking of things they are invested in, oh my God, that Bludgeon Brothers promo last night. Like, so that was practical location. Some weeks we've gotten green screen. Last night, there were rain effects, guys. Like, this this is real. This is really real. Now, is is it for real, though? Are these supposed to be taken seriously? <laughs> I would assume. I mean, because it's not... If you were doing this and you wanted it to... Okay, now granted, WWE is only so funny... But if you wanted it to be funny, wouldn't it be more? It seems too restrained to be a parody. Yeah, you might be right. It, it just seems We're, so campy to me that it, it's, it's and so 80s that uh, I, I just don't see how you take it seriously. But <laughs> I guess it is. And it looks like they're facing the hype bros next week. <laughs> this is no disrespect to anyone involved in that match. But it's just, yeah, guys, the Bludger Brothers, we're going to give them a push. It's like their debut food's going to be against the Hype Bros. Well, no, it makes sense. You want it to be someone that they could beat pretty handily and, and sure. kind of destroy. So you don't want them to go out and face the champs right off the bat. So. And where were the fashion police last night? That's, you know, that's the case every every few weeks where they, they yeah. go missing for a while to come back. How, how long until the Bludgeon Brothers end up on the fashion police skit? Well, they were supposed to be originally. They were the 2B originally, the mystery of the fashion police. Uh, I just think if they are being seriously portrayed as a, a scary heel monster team, then putting them on the fashion files just kills that. So Done wonders for the Ascension. Yeah, but they're, you don't see them as a monster team, <laughs> you know. And yeah, they were doing nothing before. But. Or a wrestling team. Yeah. Which is go back, you know, now that all of NXT, all of full sale era NXT is on the network, you go back, the Ascension was was the undefeated, unbeatable NXT tag team for the first year or two of that show. I mean, they were treated like the most serious threat. Amazing how uh that has all turned around. Well, has any NXT tag team won gold in WWE? I American Alpha, American I Alpha. guess. But that that was or I should say done really well. Um I mean, you could count the number of big NXT stars that are like really top guys in WWE, and I feel like it's it's on one hand. Yeah, it's it's strange how it just gets lost uh, once they come up to the main roster. Yeah, uh, and I'm counting the I'm I'm starting from the takeover version of NXT. Not like I'm not counting Bray Wyatt and and yeah. those guys. But well, Bray yeah. did technically debut on uh, the Full Sail years of NXT. Yeah, but not once takeover started. Mm, gotcha. So the other yeah, early, early, yeah, 2012, 2013, bringing out a rocking chair to sit on the ramp. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you go back, I think it's in the first episode of NXT, the first Phil Cell episode. There's a Bray promo, and you go wow. back then, and it's like, oh man, this had so much potential. 
Right. Yeah, and you know, you had Seth Rollins and those guys in there too. But I, 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 the more modern era is, is what I'm referring to. The, the last couple of years, um, it's just been kind of a lot of a lot of downers. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's just it's a different show. It's a different system. It is apples and oranges. The mentality of the NXT fans versus the main roster fans, and the way they get behind people. Yeah, and I think Edge, Edge or Christian, one of them on their podcast, they said they they put it really well. Where in NXT, you're kind of seeing the you're a part of that journey of them, yeah. you know, coming from wherever, and you know, if it's Nakamura coming from Japan and you know from New Japan and and you know, kind of rising to the top, uh, and they feel like they're a part of that. And when, when they're thrown on the main roster, you don't have that same connection. But there's also Vince's fingers and not Vince not having his his hands on it and having Nakamura cut promos and being an artist and drawing paintings and you know. <laughs> Forgot. <that. laughs> so. Oh my god! Like, it's actually someone should do a, like a massive YouTube compilation. And Raj, you should feature this on Wrestling Inc. of just like all the, the the you know what the f moments. <laughs> Like at the end of the year, just like the biggest sort of like, what was that? Oh yeah, we forgot about that moments of the WWE in any given year. Because I feel like for all the highlights, there are at least three times as many mind-boggling lowlights. You know. Yeah. Um, speaking of American Alpha, last night, one of the Usos referring to Gable and Benjamin as American Alpha too. I thought, I wonder if that was uh, intentional. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It, it, it was, I thought that was a funny line. I thought the Usos promo was a little off last night. It wasn't as good as usual, but yeah. that line I thought was pretty funny. Even the worst Uso promo right now is still one of the best in the WWE. Mm-hmm. These these guys are on such fire that I can forgive one off night. And it's, it's Benjamin and Gable do nothing for me right now. They're just filler. I, I really would like to see Gable somehow get over, but I'm not sure it's ever going to happen. Yeah, I like I, Gable as a heel is growing on me. I, I think he's, you know, he's, he, he's showing those flashes of, uh, he, of something. But I feel like him and Shelton just have no chemistry whatsoever. Just None. randomly thrown together. And, uh, yeah, I, I think... I don't know. It's one of those things. I, I almost don't want to see him split because I just Gable's size. I could see him being in that Sami Zayn role where he's just losing to everybody all the time and getting good matches, but yeah, uh, always coming up on the losing end of the stick. Um, yeah, we'll see, man. And uh, the Usos versus Sheamus and Cesaro Sunday night. That should be interesting. But I, think, I, think, I think that'll be an awesome match. Yeah, no, no doubt. And Jimmy Uso won over Gable last And I think night. the Usos, I think, we'll, we'll go down the Survivor Series card later, yeah. but I think that's one I think the Usos should win. Um. So after that, New Day versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They gave time to Owens and Zayn backstage. New Day got an entering promo. Sami came out dancing to Kevin's music. <laughs> I thought that was doing great. Doing the Sami dance to Kevin's music. I thought that was great. <laughs> And uh, no conclusion to the match because wouldn't you know it, those pesky, uh, the pesky shield from Raw invaded during the match, wearing very, very, you know, I know a lot of people listen to the podcast and don't actually watch SmackDown or Raw because they just look to our recaps. You got to see the the hybrid Raw shield shirt that they wore that did no favors to either brand they were trying to integrate. Just pick a side, guys. Um, Do you guys see that picture on Wrestling Inc. that we had posted earlier of, of them rehearsing that segment? No, no, I'll have to check that out. You saw that, Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, favorite it, moment it, it of this? Was a cool moment. I mean, the yeah. crowd was, you, you could tell they're anticipating it when it happened. Um, it was a cool moment. And, uh, Love you know, Owens, Owens and Sammy. You knew I thought that yeah. I thought they were going to attack New Day and then leave, but they just love they just got the each other out. and rolled out of the <laughs> ring and walked out of there. Didn't yeah. come back. I thought, I thought they were going to save them for maybe a surprise save at the end or something with Shane, something just to kind of bring them back in the mix. But nope, they were just kind of like we we are not a part of the storyline. No, no, they that that would make no sense if they did that. I know, but, but uh, yeah, yeah, man. So the the retaliation, the raw retaliation last night under siege. Um, 
backstage segments you know when real quick that opening promo when shane is doing that war speech and he throws hashtag in there (laughs) you know using hashtag in a going to battle speech just kind of kills it well look back in the day when general Patton, you know just give those famous speeches (laughs) hashtag we're going to win (laughs) (laughs) and uh god the freaking what what is that line they keep using? The the, the one night a year that Raw and SmackDown meet in head to head competition is that it's yeah pretty much that's what it is and it's God, it sounds so that's unnatural why, and that's why it was awesome when Jason Jordan actually said that when he was crying oh, to Kurt Angle the other night yeah that took because I was saying how I kind of like the Jordan whining thing because it does make him more of a heel and easier to hate but yeah that line took out Dad Dad. <laughs> <laughs> the one night, Dad, when Ron smacked out meeting head-to-head competition. Can I stay up late, guys? Ah, <laughs> dang. Oh man, the scripting that they force sometimes—it just it drives me nuts. And I just keep thinking about that now when Justin Labar was doing the impression that it's just like not only has Vince come up with it, but then Vince will sit there and give you how it should be said. So I think <laughs> you know Vince backstage being like, "Guys, it's the one night." Right, seeing Braun. I'm I'm glad they didn't have Braun say that, or maybe maybe they did and I missed it. But yeah, anyway, uh, or Brock. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, retaliation last night. Two shield power bombs. Were they were they just running like they had extra time? Because that was that was what I thought. Speaking of uh, Braun, the weird part that Braun going to the audience. Like I thought Braun was going to hit a finisher or some power move on Shane, but Braun was like, "The do it again." You know, like that was not what I would have expected for a Braun moment to like encourage the shield to powerbomb Shane a second time. Yeah, but and if it, they're completely forgetting the Roman Braun oh, yeah. rivalry, I guess. But except the Usos and Roman had that little moment. Kind of like, I wish it would have kept that for another few seconds because it was kind of like you blinked and you missed it. Yeah. But you know, as far as you knew it was coming, but I thought it was very well done. Um, I still, I think it's. When you're when you're doing like they're invading and then having Kurt and Braun come through the the entrance ramp, you know, um, it takes yeah. away. Yeah, they should have come through the crowd, but whatever. It's uh, it was it was well done, and and I thought that was a great way to end the show. That's a go home angle to you know sell the pay per view. Although Raj Raw was standing tall, does that mean SmackDown is winning? Sunday night at Survivor. I think they got to. Did, didn't the same thing kind of happen last year? Oh, I don't. Remember. I don't remember. It's been so long. Because I, th- I thought Raw, they did something like they left SmackDown laying, and it was like if SmackDown doesn't win, uh, they just it just looks weak. It, the whole weirdest part of all this is the them using the language SmackDown is the B show. I mean that's. When, when's the last time on WWE TV that we heard that? The fans use that shorthand. We see that all the time in the wrestling press. Yeah. They really own that for this this buildup. Because even Shane was saying, like, we will no longer be the B-show or something like that. To where he, he said something along the lines of something like that, where it, even to his own, you know, show, he's saying that we've been the B-show or, or something along those lines. And, and I think you watch this invasion attack. And it did come across this way that the roster has the way bigger stars, you know, yeah. and you got the shield and Braun with his own entrance, you know, whereas when you did the SmackDown attack, you just, it's just a bunch of guys lumped together. And, <laughs> it's the guys you know, they get. Yeah. yeah, they didn't pay to any, pay attention to anyone uh, individually. It was just like Nakamura's in the background, Bobby Roode's in the background, and they were all doing their thing. But yeah. I thought it was, uh, it was a great go-home angle, and uh Yeah. Uh, by the way, real quick with the Usos and Gable, and yeah. we should we should point out that the Usos won clean, and um, because I, I am surprised how how many people listen to the show and don't watch the show, you know, don't watch SmackDown or Raw. So we um, want to make sure that we get the winners in there. So it looks like that feud is over. So I don't know if they're going to the Bludgeon Brothers next or or what, but the fact that they had that clean win uh, makes me think that. The, the feud is done between the Usos and Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. And they've got SmackDown 
actually has the much bigger storytelling opportunity coming out of this because they have their pay-per-view coming up in a month. They've got the last pay-per-view of 2017. Yep. So Raw doesn't have a pay-per-view until February. Wow. What pay-per-view? January oh, yeah, is just Raw. the Royal Rumble. That's right. Um, yeah, man. So uh last night, hell of a way to end it, building up to Survivor Series on Sunday. You know what's funny? The, the whole thing of like we're no longer the B show, I feel like a year ago. This would have been a much hotter storyline given where SmackDown was a year ago versus Raw. But now it's, uh, yeah, they're, they're fighting their way back up. Whereas a year ago, most people would have said they were on prob- probably the most even footing the shows have ever been. As even as it could be, I guess, when you had Cena on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like you they take one star from SmackDown and don't really replenish that, you know? And it just feels like all the big stars are on Raw. Yeah, I mean, guys, where was Mike Kanellis last night in all of this? Poor Mike Kanellis. Where I, was uh, Ty Dillinger? I'm a, I like Mike Kanellis. I'd like to see him go to NXT and and uh, and kind of work on a new character. Did Rusev was Rusev in the runout last night? It felt like SmackDown's response team was very thin uh, when you know you had Balor uh, hitting the ring apron move on uh, on Zack Ryder. It was kind of like, guys, this is really all who's at SmackDown this week. Not a stacked locker room. Go ahead, Dennis. Uh, You know, to me, this whole under siege thing was weak at best. (laughs) And and it ended weak. Uh, It it should have been more on each show. I mean, I would have enjoyed it if you would have seen one brand attack some of the guys as they came in with their luggage. Or, you know, you could have done small things like that. But instead, we get... The big blow off at the very first where SmackDown came out, hit them with their best shot. And then you, you have maybe a new day here. And that was about it until the very last moment you get the raw with their last shot. Yeah. To, to me, it seemed like a hamburger with nothing in the middle. It was a lot of to do about nothing for me. If they could have, you know, emphasized it a little bit more, had a little bit more, maybe outside the arena attacks on some of these rosters on some of the rosters, it would have made more sense to me, but it was, it was very predictable. I don't think anybody sat here and said, well, there's no way raw is not going to attack SmackDown on the go home show. They haven't yet. And there it was. Yeah, I agree. It, it felt the whole angle felt forced. It's like, oh, we're doing Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, so we have to have a feud as opposed to having a feud and then making them make Survivor Series Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. You know? Yeah. Um, but but that being said, I, I'm i interested in, in, in... Oh, definitely. You know, I'm in. And I think, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, one of the more interesting pay-per-views they've done in a while. The Raw women last night going to the SmackDown women's locker room. Poor Lana. They're beating down Charlotte. The Charlotte beatdown was weird because it seemed like it should have ended. It kept being people were looking like, wait, are we still filming? Oh, wait, kick her again? Okay, you know. It was like, it was strange, the lack of momentum during that. I think they wanted, because you couldn't really see who they were attacking. You just kind of saw hair. So you couldn't tell if it was like Lana (laughs) or Charlotte. So I think they wanted to make it clear it was Charlotte before, you know, delivering that last punch. So that was kind of, I mean, that was the all, all the Alexa versus Charlotte build was, Pretty yeah. much that one, that one strike. That so. One moment, meaningful yeah. eye contact. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So let's talk about the card for Sunday. You know, I don't know if you guys did this last night, but I went to the network quickly because I was curious if they were going to show more of the aftermath on the network. But props to the production crew in the span of two relatively short 205 live promos in the credits. Not only did they clear Raw and SmackDown off the main stage, they changed out to those purple ropes. And 205 Live went on without a hitch last night. Smooth transition. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought there'd be something more on the network because they've done that a couple times where it goes over a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they have. Um, Um, But 205 Live, then I got bored and stopped watching. That's 205 Live. (laughs) You know, like I said, the campy campy comedy. And, you know, the main event, your main event guys are getting birthday cake thrown on them. So <laughs> that, that from the opening promo, I was just like, really the cake angle. That's, that's where we're at tonight. 
You knew that. I mean, that was the whole build to the whole show. Hey, it's like Chekhov's gun, man. It's like Chekhov's gun. You don't introduce it without using it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the Survivor Series card. Speaking of 205 Live, Enzo Amore retains or uh, defends his championship against Callisto. Raj, who do you see? Who do you see winning this? I think Enzo, and he goes to, um, I don't know, maybe Rockstar Spud or Hideo Itami next. Because there's really no one on that roster you kind of want to see feud with Enzo at this point. And Neville, and if he is coming back, I just think he's just back to what made him unhappy in the first place. So I hope they move Enzo to the main roster. And I mean, not Enzo, uh, uh, Neville. And I hope Enzo wins this and they go to Hideo Itami or, you know, something like that. Dennis? I agree. Uh, you know, when I see Neville, I keep thinking amazing U.S. champ. I think he could almost be a believable intercontinental champion with what he's done with that character on the heel turn has been amazing. And I think we've said it over the past few times I've, I've been on the show over this last year. He's kind of been the MVP character-wise throughout this year where, you know, I would tune into 205 Live just to see what he was doing. I cared what he was doing when he popped up on the main roster. I'd like to see that happen again. He deserves a lot better than what he's been given. And I think he is, he's bigger than 205 Live right now. A lot of people are, but definitely him. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could see a surprise. I would love to see Neville return, but you know, I've been thinking about this. I don't know if it was like one of those weird, uh, like fever dreams, middle of the night, but I had this thought last night where I was like, I wonder if Austin Aries comes back. They let him keep his indie dates. He just, we were talking about this the other night. He seems in too good of a mood, too chummy with the WWE. And I think Aries versus Enzo would really be the shot in the arm. The two Oh five live needs. I think Aries needs to be a heel. I felt like as a baby face, he wasn't, he wasn't at a hundred percent of where he he should be, you know, as far as a personality. Um, But yeah, I mean, that would be, it would be something. Yeah. I just, I I honestly think, I just think Aries, if you bring him back, he shouldn't be on 205 live. I think it's, he's wasted there. No, are they letting the 205 live guys after the cruiserweights? And I know when the division, when 205 live started, did they let some of them keep, their indie dates and do no they let the uk guys keep that's right some indie dates but not the 205 live you know they could probably get away with paying them less with paying the 205 live guys less if they, they already are yeah <laughs> well, i would say they could pay them even less because it would be like you guys can go as long as you're not on tv for anyone else you can go do whatever you want on your weekends because well, i don't yeah i go ahead i know rockstar spud has canceled all of his indie dates i was gotcha. at a show yeah, I was at a show Saturday he was supposed to be at, and uh, he totally – he let the bookers know that I, I can't make it due to this new commitment. So I know he's not keeping his dates. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if uh, they tease a new debut Sunday Night at Survivor Series. You think that match go- ends up on the pre-show? Is it on the pre-show? It is on the pre-show. Yeah. There so there's go. probably going to be – the pre-show is two hours, so the pay-per-view is four hours at least. You know, these – the big four have been going long, so it could easily go over. I'm guessing there's going to be a post, you know, what did do they do? Did they do a post show on after SummerSlam? Uh, Raw talk, maybe. I feel like it's been. I the feel Raw like they've only been doing it on the brand specific pay per view. Yeah. So well, we'll probably see. over four hours and then two hours <laughs> on the pre show. So that I'm sure there's going to be probably a couple more matches added because when you got two hours to fill and you've only got one cruiserweight match right now um you know you know what our fans should do raj you should do this as well people should be getting gopros taking time lapse video of not of just them watching the show like just people's experience sitting through six hours of wrestling you know yeah. how much they get up how much they get down we can speed them up we can make a mega cut you know uh it's a lot of wrestling and, and what matches they get up during <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know and see if there's a pretty collective uh match that's the only uh, way we can get the data now that microsoft has uh retired the connect we can't you know they can't use that to spy spy on people anymore um (laughs) yeah i just six hours of wrestling man so what else gets added to the pre-show who knows i was thinking uh this would be the ripe time to do uh jordan versus gable but uh probably not with this real quick guys uh james ellsworth has been released what yep 
Hey. <laughs> I don't know why I said what so I guess it was a year. Yeah. Contract. I mean, you kind of saw it coming. When you're putting someone in a dog collar, uh, you know, Vince, Vince probably is shaming him for losing that battle of the sexes match. You know, this is yeah. like, oh, you lost to a woman. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right so before Survivor Series. Released, yeah, right before Survivor Series. Did he uh, release a statement? Uh, no. But it's um, on the WWE Twitter, so. Yeah, it's on WWE Twitter. Best, you know, they wish him the best in his future endeavors. What if it's all a work and he shows up on 205 Live to challenge Enzo? It went, it went, they I know. They've yeah. never done it before. They've never done a release that, that's been a work that, unless if someone can prove me wrong, I don't think that's ever happened. And uh, I doubt know, they do it for Ellsworth. Ellsworth is going to make so much money on the independent circuit now. I mean, I, this is probably a, a blessing in disguise for Ellsworth. I bet you he'd be up there for being associated with me. But right now, his booking cost is through the roof. And yeah, no, he's got his own promotion. I mean, I think he can work the indies. I don't think he needs to, you know, join the bullet club or anything. Although who knows? I could see him on an episode of being the elite. That seems like something the young bucks would find clever. Yeah. So cool. Well, some breaking news here. Wow. What a year. What a journey. He can't even be upset about this. I mean, to go from, I mean, literally to go from one off local jobber to, uh, a championship match against AJ Styles. Yeah. You know, on SmackDown to regular TV time. Yeah. So let's kind of so I got yeah. a interview with Jack Swagger coming up and oh, then yeah, that's right. the Dennis's co-host uh, on Wrestling Inc the, the weekend edition of the Wrestling Inc podcast Wrestling Perspective. PD Williams is on the Impact Wrestling conference call today. Yes. <laughs> still doing yeah. the conference. They're calls. still doing it. Wow. The main eventer PD Williams. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay, so uh, The Miz versus Baron Corbin. Dennis, who you got? Miz. Raj. I think Corbin. I think SmackDown's going to win more matches, and uh, Raw's going to win the big ones. Okay, okay. Uh, Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss versus Charlotte Flair. Raj. Charlotte. Dennis. Disqualification. I, I think Bliss wins via disqualification. I'm still. This is the one I think Carmella plays spoiler on this one. Maybe Carmella doesn't lose his now because she doesn't have Ellsworth. We shall see. Um, I don't think she... we'll hear James Ellsworth's name mentioned again. Yeah, it is weird how they erase people from existence uh, yeah. once they're gone from the company. James who? Yes. Uh, the Shield versus The New Day. Dennis? I'm New Day. I, To me, uh, because of Roman Reigns and him getting sick, The Shield has lost any bit of coolness to me when you throw triple h and kurt angle as a third member they're done i i'm going new day raj i'm going the shield yeah i think i think the shield's gonna get it um cesaro and sheamus versus the usos raj uh the usos dennis i think the usos i agree um women's team Team Raw, Alicia Fox, Nia Jax, Oscar, Saucer Banks, and Bailey versus Team SmackDown. Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi. Is Tamina really on that team? I guess, I guess yeah. she is. Um, and to be uh, announced, Dennis, who do you think? Who do you think? Raw. There's, there's no way Raw loses this one. I think uh, to be announced, I think Team SmackDown. I don't know. I'm just curious how they do uh, Asuka's elimination, but. I just think, um, you know, again, I think SmackDown has to win more matches if, if, in, 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 if what I'm predicting is true with uh, the top two going to, to Raw. Yeah. Universal champion Brock Lesnar versus the WWE champion AJ Styles. Raj, we talked about it earlier. You think Brock, Dennis, Brock? Yeah. All kinds of Brock. Yeah. And Team Raw, the traditional Survivor Series five on five match Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, and Triple H versus Team SmackDown, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, and John Cena. Raj, who gets it? I got to go with Team Raw. There's just too many. Because uh, you got to think Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, and Triple H are all 
beating someone on the other team. They're all getting a pin. Uh, and on the other team, you've got to think probably Cena will, and you got to think Orton probably is as well. Um, I don't know. I, I just think uh, with Triple H being added, you got Angle in there, Strowman, who they're really protecting. I got to go. <sighs> team SmackDown makes more sense because if Brock is beating AJ, but I think Team Raw, especially with uh, especially with Triple H added. A week ago, I would have said Team SmackDown. Dennis? You know, I think it's Team SmackDown. I think Team Raw wins the women's. Team SmackDown wins the men's. And something happens here. They put a lot of emphasis on uh, Kurt Angle winning this match. And he's fired if he doesn't win it. And then all of a sudden, you know, Stephanie McMahon's husband is now added to this team. This has some sort of storyline. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it has something to do with Jason Jordan. Maybe it doesn't. But this has storyline written all over it. I'm going SmackDown and something happens with Angle and Triple H. You know what? Jack O'Bean has something. He's wrote uh, Triple H pedigrees Kurt then walks out. <laughs> and I could totally see that. They're building yeah. the Triple H and Kurt at WrestleMania. So Triple H beats, you know, gets rid of Kurt. Um, Stephanie fires Kurt Angle and then he comes back as a wrestler. Yeah. You know, I can see them doing that. Maybe. Um, Dennis, who gets eliminated first? Ah, man, that's a good question. I'm going to go Bobby Roode. Rush? I think I think SmackDown will play from behind this whole match. Yeah. Um, I can almost uh, – yeah. I mean, if if Team SmackDown wins, I think Finn, you know, Finn Balor would probably be the first out. Um, if it's Team Raw winning, I, I'd probably go with Bobby Roode. And uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, are they seen at all on Sunday? No. I think they will be. Ooh. Hanging out in the front row, eating popcorn, watching the match. Just a a back, uh, just something backstage or something. Or maybe they get involved with this match. Maybe they're responsible for Shane getting eliminated. Yeah. Well, Sunday night. Wrestling Inc., folks, we'll be here to talk about it right after Survivor Series ends on the East Coast. Tune in to to catch our recap, all our thoughts of what we hope continues to be the most surprising pay-per-view of the year. Yeah, real quick, um, they announced Triple H versus Roman Reigns in Dubai. Um, So, and and I think this relates to the gender, gender losing to AJ. So, they had two nights in India that they were doing. Um, they canceled on December 8th, December 9th. They canceled December 8th, so it's all on December 9th. And so they, instead, they were in Dubai the night before on the 7th. So they added a show in Dubai on the 8th, and the main event's Triple H versus Roman Reigns. And Triple H is on the tour anyway because he's facing gender in India. So, yeah, that's a, a pretty big match sign for that event. And I think the fact that they canceled the show in India, last year they did uh, a tour in India as well in they did two nights and didn't have to cancel it. So it just makes me think maybe they thought that this gender push isn't really leading to an increase in ticket sales. You know, they wanted to keep gender champ through December, but if it's not making a difference in business, then why do it? And um, there you go. I don't know how much ticket prices were last year, but this year ticket prices range from $40 to 550 and in India, middle class, you know, the, the, the threshold for middle class is $13,000 a year. So those ticket prices are high. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's one of those things where they outprice themselves out of the market or what. But uh, yeah, so we got Triple H wrestling Roman and gender uh, in a few weeks. Wow. So uh, on this Impact Conference call today, Raj, you got to be the first one to ask. I'm sorry, not Dubai, Abu Dhabi. Oh. Uh, you got to be the first one to ask, is Impact going to sign James Ellsworth? All right. <laughs> I probably won't ask that, but we'll see. I mean, people, <laughs> it's the most obvious route, you know? Guy's a TV star. He'd yeah, be the biggest it, star in Impact Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have a non-compete, I'm sure. Um, so if it's if it's 90 days, that would take them past, you know. Their- That's true. But um, I don't know. I think that's the wrong thing for Impact. I think if they want to build their own identity, they need to stop going to WWE comedy acts. But we'll see Dennis plug your stuff, man. Let's take it home. Yo, uh, myself and PD Williams from impact. Who's shockingly in the main event. I, 
we'll be doing a live podcast, you know, representing uh, wrestling Inc. for Scott Demore's promotion, both Border City Wrestling in Belleville, Michigan, December 3rd. Come out for that. Meet Petey Williams and I'll take the pictures. Nobody cares about me. Other than that, you can check out the Wrestling Perspective podcast on Wrestling Inc. each week. And Petey and I, we, we talk wrestling. Nice, man. Um, Raj, people, lots of stuff to, for people to look for on the site. Absolutely. It's going to be a busy week. I got an interview coming up with Jack Swagger. Um, uh, we got stuff with Gangrel. Um, obviously, TakeOver. Oh, we're going to do a t- uh, podcast Saturday night after TakeOver. And uh, we're going to make that a, a, a permanent thing, doing them after the TakeOver shows. And yeah, so it's, it's going to be busy as hell the next week. Until and then there's going to be a big drop next Wednesday with Thanksgiving. So uh, yeah. from today until the Wednesday thanks you know Thanksgiving weekend, it's going to be packed. And I just got the email, uh, the presale offer for WrestleMania. If you use the password network, whether you're a network subscriber or not, use that password if you're getting WrestleMania presale tickets. Yep, just popped up in my inbox. Cool, folks. So we'll see you back here uh, Saturday and Sunday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Until then, take care.